Welcome to My Secret Place Devotional with Oyit Alfred. My Secret Place, dwelling with the Father, going deeper in His Word for truth and the light from above. Be transformed in My Secret Place. Morning. It's such an honor to have you here with me today as we pray briefly and look into the Word of God. Let's pray from Colossians 1.9. I love that verse of scripture. I prayed a lot for myself. That scripture talks about you being filled with the knowledge of the will of God. What the answer to this prayer will do for you is that at every point in time, you know exactly what God wants you to do. You'll be as if you're being remote controlled by God. And that is because you're asking to be filled with the knowledge of his will. You'll always be at the right place at the right time, saying the right things and doing the right things. So wonderful father, we honor you. Thank you so much for your children that are connected today to listen to your word. And Lord, I ask you to please fill them with the knowledge of your will, that they know what they ought to do part time and part season. In Jesus mighty name. Amen. The most festive season of the entire year. I'm sure you'll agree with me that it's a Christmas season. And that's when people do lots and lots of celebration. The Christmas season is actually when people get together to remember the birth of Jesus Christ. However, and quite sadly too, the average Christian doesn't really know why Jesus came. At best, most people know that Jesus came to die for us. If you ask any Christian, they say, why, why did Jesus come? They'll say, oh, he came to die for my sins. Jesus came into the world to save the sinner. And that's just about all that they know. But as true as that is, it is actually a myopic view of the reason Jesus came. Jesus came here with multiple assignments to accomplish. And you must understand those assignments. If you don't understand why Jesus came, then you will not be able to take advantage of the benefits of why Jesus came. And because people don't know why Jesus came, that is why the average Christian looks exactly like the unbeliever. The only difference is that the person that doesn't know Jesus doesn't come to church on Sundays, but the one that claims to know Jesus comes to church on Sunday. But you notice that the exact same things they stop both of them. Both of them fall ill, both of them have all sorts of calamities happening to them. And these days you can't really tell the difference anymore. And part of the reason is because we don't understand why Jesus came. And therefore we're not able to take advantage of why he came. So let's, Jesus has over 12 core assignments that he came here to accomplish. If you follow that version, the past three editions, we've been looking at one of the reasons he came was to bring recovery of sight to the blind. That's recorded in John chapter 9 verse 39. And he obviously wasn't talking about physical blindness. He was actually referring to spiritual blindness. If you look through our past devotional for Friday and Monday and, you know, just the past three editions, we dealt with that. So let's take a look at another assignment of Jesus. What else did Jesus come here to accomplish? What other assignments did God give Jesus? It's recorded for us in 1 John chapter 3, verse 8, especially the B part, but I'm going to read the whole thing. He says, but when people keep on sinning, it shows that they belong to the devil who has been sinning since the beginning. But the son of man came to destroy the works of the devil. So the Bible says to us, the reason Jesus came is to destroy the works of the devil. What particular work of the devil is being referred here? What is being referred here is a work of the devil that has to do with sin and living in sin. You know that because that whole verse talks about the fact that people who continue to sin as a practice 
that they belong to the devil. So the Bible says that to break that particular pattern of continuous sin, that is why Jesus Christ came to destroy the works of the devil. Which of the works of the devil? The work of the devil that has to do with sin. If you read that verse, you notice works of devil is in plural, meaning that the devil, there are many things he does, but the core one they're dealing with here is the one that has to do with sin. In other words, Jesus came to break the power that sin has over men. Now, when you hear this, you're thinking, are you telling me now that it means that if somebody is a Christian, the person will no longer sin? No. But the relationship that a person that has received Jesus has with sin is different from the relationship a person who has not received Jesus has to do with sin. The first person who has not received Jesus, the power of sin is on his life. Sin has him as a slave. He cannot say no to sin. He does not have the capacity to say no. It is beyond him to say no. He has no choice. He has to just live in sin. He might decide, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to cheat. I'm not going to steal. The moment he decides it, two seconds later, he's doing exactly those things that he said he will not do. And he does not have the power to say no to sin. He is captive to those things. He is under bondage of sin. If he has never received Jesus. Now, there's something different from the person who has received Jesus. That person, the power of sin is broken. He has the capacity to say no to sin. He chooses to say no and that no can't stand. So in the case of a non-believer, he doesn't have a choice. He's just going to sin. But in the case of a believer, he can actually say no to sin. So the power to say no to sin is given to the believer. He can decide not to use that power and he lives in sin. But the unbeliever does not have the power to say no. The believer has the power to say no, but can choose not to use the power and therefore that person lives in sin. Let's take a look at the scripture. Romans chapter 6. Let's read verse 14 first. He said, for sin shall no longer be your master. What does that mean? There was a time sin was the master of this individual, the Roman Christians. He said, but sin shall no more be your master. There was a time sin was the master, meaning that sin will control you. Sin will tell you what to do. He will tell you when to lie and when not to lie. He will tell you when to cheat and when not to cheat. And there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. You can have all the good intentions, but the more you have good intentions, the more you see yourself failing on a daily basis. That's for the unbeliever. So let's start from verse 12. So we'll capture you know, the context of where this verse was pulled from. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourself to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness. What is the Bible saying here? Did you notice he kept on saying, do not let sin reign in your mortal body. In other words, you have the capacity to say no. It's a matter of choice if you're a believer. The reason is because when Jesus came, he broke the power of sin. So if you're a Christian and you're living in any sin, you choose to say, I am not going to do it again. And you would not. For the unbeliever, he doesn't have the ability to say that. So whatever sin a Christian is living in is because he chose to live in that sin. Not because the power of sin has not been broken. Jesus came with that assignment and he accomplished it. You can walk out of adultery. You can walk out of lies. You can walk out of fornication. You can walk out of pride. You can walk out of those things. All you need to do is say, get up and say, listen, sin shall not have dominion over me. It won't have power over me. You call that sin by name and say, 
saying, you don't have the right over me anymore. Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. And so you lies or whatever it is you're dealing with, your power is broken. I didn't know before, but now that I know, I am not going to yield to you again. I'm no more your slave. There are people that are slaves to sin. A believer is not a slave to sin. He's only a slave to sin from a place of ignorance or from a place of liking the sin. If you don't like what you are doing, you can stop it today. That is why Jesus came. His job description is to break the power of sin over the life of anybody who receives Jesus. I think King James Version of Romans chapter 6 actually captures it very well. So let us read the King James Version of this verse. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body that you should obey his laws thereof. He said, neither yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin. It's a question of you yielding or not yielding. You have the ability to yield or not yield. And that says in verse 14, he said, for sin shall not have dominion over you. For you are not under the law, but you are under grace. So you see why Jesus came? He came to remove sin from having dominion over you. So if there's anything in your life that you know that you are doing that is not pleasing God, it's very simple today. You can get up and say, sin, you don't have that dominion. You don't have that power. The power has been broken. Jesus came to destroy your work over my life. And it is destroyed in the name of Jesus. I walk out in righteousness. I walk out. I am going to live a life that pleases God. I obey God. I'm not going to obey you anymore because you are no more my master. Declare it verbally and let that sin hear it. And you see the power is broken over your life and destiny. This is part of the reason why Jesus came. Thank you. God bless you. Have an amazing day as you go forward. In Jesus name. Amen. For other life changing messages, you can download the app Rev Oyeek Speaks from Play Store for Android phone users or the iOS Store for Apple users. You can also follow us on Instagram, YouTube, and Telegram, all on the handle Oyeeks Alfred. Thank you so much for listening. Have a blessed day. Jesus.